Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 21st edition of Limerick Junior Soccer Focus with myself, Adrian Finnan, and Aidan Ryan this evening. Once again, Aidan, plenty to get through, but we'll start with none other than uh, Fairview Rangers advancing to the quarterfinal of the Munster Junior Cup after a penalty shootout victory against Waterford Crystal on Sunday. Uh, Josh McCarthy was the hero once again for Fairview, the, the young goalkeeper who had originally signed with the B team at the start of the season and still is uh, signed with the B team, uh, who saved two penalties. And it wouldn't be the first time for him, obviously, as well. They, they won a penalty shootout against Balananti recently with, with a similar outcome too. Um, I suppose, obviously, delight is, is one word to describe it, Eden, but I'd imagine uh, with everything uh, recently with the FEI uh, exit for Fairview and being behind a bit in the league, that, it, that it's a relief getting to the quarterfinal of the, the Munster Junior Cup. Yeah, they're holders of the competition, Adrian, as we said last week, so very important that they got the victory down there Tough game for them. Waterford Crystal are, are a decent side. And um must say the team showed a bit of character, I have to say. Went to goal down, came back before half time. And uh, to win it on penalties, uh, obviously sweet to win it that way. Um, and well done to Josh McCarthy. And and lucky that they have a goalkeeper, Adrian, that can step into the breach when your uh, normal number one isn't available. And given the circumstances of the whole week, I'm sure... Um, it was it was uh, it was nice to come home with the victory, given given the tough week they've had. So great victory for them, and great to see uh, three teams in the last eight of the Munster Junior Cup, Adrian, which is great for football in Limerick. So we'll obviously be hoping now that maybe they avoid each other in the draw, and that we get uh, we get a few teams further again into the semi-finals. I know that's that's the, that is the hope. Um... It it's goes it's constantly the way it is, Ed, isn't it? Just as we get excited about the fact that there might be a certain amount of Limerick teams, you can always guarantee that there's going to be an all Limerick quarterfinal. Yeah, <laughs> it could happen. Uh, we just got to keep the fingers crossed that they avoid each other because, you know, to be fair, we've we've three three strong teams left in the day, Adrian. If you look at the, mm. the teams that are left in it, we've three very strong teams in regional, uh, Balinanti and and Fairview. So um listen, we, we gotta hope that they avoid each other at least to the to the to the semi-final stage. You know, obviously, uh if, if they do that, we stand a chance of getting three teams into the last four. There's no doubt about that with the strength of those three teams. Yeah, that could definitely that could be a bumper weekend in, in Limerick if that managed to happen. So yeah, hopefully that, that'll be the case. And another team that are in the Munster Junior quarterfinal uh from Limerick are regionally united. Aiden, and I know you were in Dordoyle on Saturday night when they picked up what we were you know, calling what would be a statement victory if they managed to beat Ashley Anacotti. But it was a statement victory considering it was a 3-0 win uh, at home. You had Rory Cassidy with two goals, Paddy Hartigan uh, with a goal as well uh, for Regional United. You know, um, a convincing victory, is a fair to say, or does that the scoreline uh, just suggest that? No, a convincing victory. Um, Ashley made a game of it maybe in the first half when the score was was one nil, they had a great chance before half time to uh, to equalise. Didn't avail of that. Uh, Castle added a second goal just on half time, and it was game over. Then it, it was a stroll in the second half for regional. I thought they were very comfortable. I thought they managed the game very well, Adrian. Um, some really good good performances again. I thought Owen Duff was very good, even without scoring. Um, had a couple of chances. Surprised he didn't take them, especially in the first half. He two or three great opportunities. But his work rate was excellent. His willingness to help the team out when they didn't have the ball. And the usual runs from him, Adrian, channel runs, was opening up the ashing defence at ease, I thought. 
thought uh, Rory Castlery did very well, took his goals well. And again, very impressed with Steve, Stephen Campbell in front of the back four, Adrian. Just uh, given that that solid base that they could work off the whole time. And by the end of the match, I thought they were very comfortable. I was disappointed with Ashing again. You know, didn't didn't see a lot of didn't see a lot of energy on the pitch. Didn't see a, a, a formation of play about what they were at. I thought Tony Hoyhead was their best player. Certainly kept them going throughout the 90 minutes, probing the whole time, trying to keep the team going. Now, they had a lot of youngsters on the pitch, but um, by the end of the match, I think they were delighted to see the the, the full-time whistle because uh, they were well-beaten and the noise. And we've been looking for regional to, to win these games, haven't we, uh, Adrian? You know, we've, we've, been, we've been questioning that, what they do in the top six. They've eight league wins now. Last year, I think they managed seven in the whole the whole season. So, look at straight away. You're looking at a bit of progress, and what we need them to do now is to to make a dent in that top three when they're playing them. And there's a, definitely a bit of progression there under Sean Russell. So we'll see in the next few league games whether whether uh, that progression keeps going or not. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose speaking a bit on Ashing and Akali, you mentioned that Tony Whitehead was was there, an experienced player amongst a relatively young group. Is is that is the performance level which has swayed up and down since Christmas something that John Lice is going to have to accept now? The fact that there's been a sea change in his squad, there's maybe younger players there and players from the B squad there, that there isn't going to be a whole lot of consistency. Possibly, Adrian. Um You'd like to think that it wouldn't be that way, given that they have a two-week cup final to look forward to, that mm. they'd be more consistent with their results. Uh, but I saw the game against Fairview, as I've, I've said to you before, Christmas, and I was very impressed with what I saw. Now, looking back in that, and having seen the game against Pike, and having seen the game against Regional, you know, you're wondering, are you getting that little bit of a... Did they just get that little bit of a bounce that night? given that all the players ha 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 had left and you had that turnover of players and then you had these new younger lads coming up, stepping up from the from the second team and uh, a few a few new players and whatever. Did you get that bit of a bounce on the night that night? No, he, he was without Custrain and Gavin Dillon Saturday night, but given the way regional performed, I'd, I'd, I'm not so sure that would have made a huge difference. So a um, lot of work to be done there, Adrian, certainly before that two-week cup final, which... Which is, which is huge for them now, obviously, and it's a chance to win a trophy. But a lot of work to be done between now and then, given the, what I've seen in the last two league games. And the the biggest thing that's disappointed me, Adrian, with Ashley, is when they go behind, we're not seeing that response from them. Didn't see the response against uh, Pike really in the in the game on Sunday uh, of last week, and didn't really see it. Albeit they they did miss that vital chance before Chris or before. Um, before half time, which would have made a difference if they had scored that against the uh, regional and Saturday night. But a lot of a lot of work to do for John Lysis and uh, and his backroom staff. I know you said you felt Aiden, that the absence of uh, Custrain and Dylan may not have made any you know difference to the outcome last Saturday. But I suppose going into that two week uh, cup final and for the rest of the season, really, when when you're missing players like that, especially considering Custrain has hit the ground running back at junior level, um, you know. It, it, there are two players really that John Lysett really can't afford to miss at the moment and the likes of Tony Whitehead as well on top of that. No, agreed. He, he'll need those players in the team. They, they will bring a level of experience that he needs given that the, the players around them are, are players stepping up from Premier A and some and obviously some new players mixed in. Uh, you also obviously have Liam Quinn there 
uh, who I felt looked a frustrated uh, figure on Saturday night, looked very frustrated with what was going on around him. But um, certainly a lot of work to do with the team. We'll need those four, four or five experienced players in the team to help the rest of the squad. But um, wasn't impressed with what I saw in the last couple of games, Adrian. There's no, there's no point in in, in covering over those cracks. Yeah, and I suppose another a team that could have really done with a victory and and got it maybe surprisingly in was Nina on on Sunday to beat Balinanti. I suppose it was going so well for Balinanti that they were probably always going to have a result blip, maybe even if it is only a one off. Um, last weekend uh, it was actually Aidan White scoring the goal for Nina after being set up uh, from good work from Thank from you. Adam Ryan um, yeah so like you know considering that they had a glut of games against Pike Rovers of which they didn't count the right side of the results you lose to Avondale in the Munster Junior Ballard certainly not the team you want to be looking at after that run so good character kept a clean sheet um, you know happy days on the day I suppose even though it is only one game for Killian Fitzpatrick and a, a, a fantastic result, no doubt about it, Adrian. But maybe we shouldn't be surprised, Adrian, because no. they they um they've done a bit of damage to Bellinanti this year. Now that's Bell have taken one point out of out of six hmm. after the draw in the first round game. So Nina Nina have something in, in the locker in terms of playing Bella. There's no doubt about it. By all accounts, Bella were on top a lot during the game, but. Nina got that goal, whatever it was, 20 minutes and time, and it was enough. They saw it out and managed the game and saw it out. It's a fantastic three points. They're up to 21 points in the league now, Adrian. I think they're tucked in behind... They're tucked in behind Ashling, aren't they? Going yeah, it's very close now. Mm. You have regional on 25. So all of a sudden now, these are the results we're looking for. We're, yeah. we're looking for, for Nina. We were looking for Nina and regional to make an imprint in that top six this year. And in these last few matches, they have done that. And all of a sudden now, they're looking in a, at a position where they might be in a position out of them to finish maybe fourth this year. Possibly even third, who knows? The result, very disappointing for Ben Nanty, who, who definitely would have aspirations in the league. I was surprised with the lineup, Adrian. Saw a few players left out. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's a few niggles there. I know that Josh Adams was carrying an injury, possibly Tom, Thomas Burns, but no James Fitzgerald. No, uh, Habedin up front. If you're if you want to win leagues, I think you've got to be playing these players. So I would certainly question why those players were left out. Um, you know they still have a chance to win the league. It are you firmly in the um? Are you firmly in the basket? I suppose. Or sorry, what I should say. Are you firmly in the court in of the the league is your bread and butter because I suppose you'll have you'll have that argument, won't you, from everyone saying they're a week out from the game against Killarney, FAI Cup quarter final. I suppose that would only stand up if they had a game maybe midweek last week, and there has been plenty of time. If those players know, I don't know what's going on in terms of player injuries, obviously. But in case if it was a case of leaving players out, and um, they would have had plenty of time to prepare for Killarney, there, there was no need to rest anyone anyway, so it probably wouldn't stand up as much. Yeah, well, I, I, I would be in the in, in the pack that would say that you play your strongest team, Adrian. I mean, if you have a chance of winning a league, it's a long time since Ballinanti won a league. So if you have a chance of winning that league, you play your strongest team. No, we don't know what's going on in the background. Maybe, yeah. maybe focusing on different things. We've also said they have a decent squad and that squad have been getting plenty of game time. But if, if you really have no players, the quality of Habedin and James Fitzgerald in a big league game, and I, I consider that a big league game, yeah. Because it would have taken Bella into second spot in the league if they had won it onto 29 points. 
within within shouting distance of Pike, who they have to play a couple of times as well. So I would have been going for it. Go out and try and win the game. If you, if you are winning the game, you need to take a couple of players off. By all accounts, uh, by all accounts, do it. But as as I said, we don't know what's going on in the background. I know that Josh Adams is injured. Not too sure about the other players. But I would have played my strongest team. And and you're also giving them good game time ahead of the big game again next week. And these are all big games, Adrian. I mean, the Nina, Nina game is a big game as well. So go out and treat it as such. Yeah, Nina and Region United are the two teams we focused on because we obviously you had a, a top four to bottom two split effectively in the the, the last six, which we have publicised on a lot of occasions. And it has been spoken about from, from my own experience within those dressing rooms uh, in a small degree that of, of maybe yourself uh, questioning, can they make an imprint? So there might be a relative small bit of smugness uh, from Nina and Regional to say that they are making that impact now. I suppose the big thing for, for them, though, is can they do it on a regular basis, you know, and, and can they continue on and being really competitive against those teams? Because it wasn't the case of they just weren't getting results. There were some times where there was a couple of beatings handed out. That's not the case this year. And, and as I said, long may that continue. Yeah, we, we need that, Adrian, in our league. I mean, I look, it's it's well on record. I'm, I'm not in favour of the, the, the top six, bottom six. Yeah. But if you have a bottom six or a top six, we want it as competitive as possible. We don't want it being a three or a four team you know, inverted commas, top six. We want to be in a top six. We want those teams having a go at the at the, the, the teams at the top of the league, like Pike and Fairview and Balinenti. And these these two teams at the moment, Regional and Nina, have hinted have hinted to us with re- recent results that they're going to have a go, that they're going to have a go at getting results and making a dent and making it hard for these teams to win these leagues. And that's what we want. We want them improving with every game, week in, week out, so that. In the next year or two, Adrian, that they're putting themselves in a position that they might be title contenders and that we're not relying on the same two or three every year. That our league is... is, is we, we profess our league to be one of the best in the country, Adrian. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's see it. Let's see it. Let's see these teams put it up to the pikes and the fair views and the ballots. That's what we want. Yeah, absolutely. That is the case. I suppose to move on our focus now to the bottom six section. And um, you mentioned there that you're well on record as not agreeing with the top and bottom six. Crew Park have bolted out in front now in the race for seventh. Or if we were to take your opinion on it, maybe a slow jog uh, to, to seventh position to, at the end of the season. But they did have a, a convincing 3-0 win over Charleville with, with Kieran Hanlon and Arnoonan among the scorers on the day as well. I have to say I was surprised with the, the scoreline. Um, you know, it's been a tough week, hasn't it, for Charleville? I mean, you go out and you lose 5 0 in your semi final of the two week up on Thursday night, and then you lose 3 0 away against Crew Park on the Sunday. It's a, a bitter pill to swallow in some regards. Yeah, it's a tough week for Adam Castle and the lads out there, but I'm not surprised by the results, Adrian. And I'll tell you why because Crew Park got out a decent squad, had a strong first 11. Now, fair enough, we questioned the fitness, but I told you, I've said to you before that when Crew Park get ahead in matches. They know they'll know how to, especially these matches. They'll know how to manage them. You know they'll know how to see them out once they get ahead. And um, you know on twenty three points in the league now, certainly in pole position to to maybe get another couple of results and win that coveted shield, Adrian, for finishing seventh. I was bitterly disappointed so, to see Charleville on the the opposite end, but we all know it can change very quickly in this league. Ed. Absolutely. And listen, I had I had Jamesborough tips. You know, I, t- I felt that with, with Shane with Shane in the second half of the season, bringing Shane Hand and bringing in a few players, I thought James showed the necessary improvements to maybe finish top of that pile. 
albeit I did mention Crew Park, that if they held their act together and, and held their squad together, that uh, the, with the experience they have, they would be uh, would be uh, contenders contenders for that shield. But uh, it's still wide open, yes. And and as we said before, teams can get drawn into that relegation battle very quickly. And another another big important league game coming up on Sunday between Coon and Charleville. Yeah, absolutely. That, that that's one that we will discuss in in due course. Aiden. But to move on to the the biggest game of the weekend will involve Ballinanti Rovers, as we already discussed. 3D United will be playing Kerry FC on Friday night in, in Mount Hawk Park in Tralee. And then on Saturday in Killarney, you'll see Ballinanti Rovers. So a big weekend for Limerick sides uh, in Kerry this weekend. Um, you know, geez, goes without saying, Ed, and it's a, a massive game for, for Ballinanti Rovers. And they'll be looking to really prove their credentials for this FAI Cup um, and make a, a statement win travelling away to Killarney here. Um, there is a lot of people that are fancying Ballot to come out with the right side of the result. You have to you have to make them favourites again, Adrian. They've been going well in this FBI, keeping a lot of clean sheets. Had that blip last Sunday, but that could be more. That could be huge motivation for the management team during the week of training, given they've had that blip, uh, Adrian. And it isn't many teams that will hold Bella scoreless, given the talent they had from mid have from midfield up. So Nina did a fantastic job in that respect. Hard to know. Hard to know what to make out of Killarney, uh, Adrian. Have lost a lot of players. They've lost three, four players at least to carry, haven't they, as well? Yeah, you know, they, they lost their, their, their top scorer, Steve McCarthy, just after mm. their brilliant win against Peakville in the FBI. Yeah. I mean, they've beaten, they've beaten Tala away 3-0 in the FBI, beaten Peak, who, as you know, beat Pike Rovers uh, in the FBI. They beat Peak Villa 1-0, Steve McCarthy got that goal. They've lost Ryan Kelleher, who's, who's also a front-runner. They lost um, the Croatian-led uh, yeah. for... Krychak, I think he's his name. Yeah. Who's yeah. a big unit, big, yeah, big six foot, six foot two units, and was scoring a lot of goals from. So um, I I'm not so sure what to make out of him, but they seem to have recovered well. They beat Castle Island in the in the which the equivalent of their last cup, which is the Greyhound Cup, last Friday night five nil, beat uh Camp United three two the week before that in the Greyhound Cup as well, and they've recovered well from earlier on the season, Adrian, because. It's not. It's not well known that they were hammered in the Champions League, uh, Champions League trophy. They mm. were hammered by Villa, Villa FC eight nil. Yeah. So and also got a bad uh, loss against uh, Killarney Athletic, I believe, as well earlier in the season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they've actually, they've actually, they've made a good recovery from then, and they still have, they still have a couple of experienced players there. I know from my time with Jamesburg when we lost in the last day of the FBI a few years ago. They still have the captain John McDonough. They still have Lee Downing. Lee Carey, Brendan Falvey, so still a bit of experience there. So hard to call the game. Will be a tough fixture. Be a massive crowd there Friday evening, five o'clock kickoff. Massive crowd. Yeah. That was one thing Falvey I mentioned with you actually, and you 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 alluded to it. And I think I was going to mention that anyway. Or do remember seeing that game? I think it was five, maybe six years ago, nearly now, uh, where he played them in the quarterfinal of the the FEI, and it was the a, a monumental crowd really for for a, an FEI Junior Cup game because I think there was a video, a live video of the game, and you could see the crowd. So um, you'd be expecting a ferocious crowd at for five o'clock, as you said, on a Saturday, which would be an optimum time to watch a game. Yeah, I have a video of the match, Adrian, which I, which as you can imagine, I don't watch too much yeah. uh, for obvious <laughs> reasons. But there was uh, just under two and a half thousand at the match, so mm. that will give you a glimpse of of the potential that uh, Killarney Celtic have in terms of drawing crowds. And I don't expect a bigger as big a crowd as that 
for this game Saturday, but they will get a huge crowd for this. You could have well up, well, well up of 1, 1,500 at this game because Bella will bring a, a fine crowd down to it as well. Yeah, so there should be a fabulous atmosphere there and it'll be a it'll be a feisty occasion. And they'll be doing well to get out of it with a win, but they have loads of talent. They have loads of talent and they've been going well this season. They've been keeping clean sheets, which is vital in these games, Adrian. You get into that habit of keeping clean sheets and you have the talent you have up front, you have a chance of winning matches. Yeah, absolutely. And we do wish Balnanti the best of luck. Maybe a few Balnanti supporters will be looking to make a weekend out of it in, in Killarney. It might be a happy weekend on a Saturday night. Who knows? Um, to move back to a game you alluded to earlier, which was Charleville taking on Kuna. That's also Saturday night at 7 o'clock um, out in Charleville. In, uh, I suppose, look, it's important now for Charleville. You're talking about them stopping a rut, you know, after, you know, conceding eight goals in two games and not scoring any. It'll be vital for them at home to, to beat Kuna because then if you lose to Kuna, they also, also jump ahead of you and you're looking maybe over your shoulder a tiny bit if, if Munger or Jamesborough win in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, spot on. I mean, you would have to say you're looking at Crew Park being safe now on 23 points. Yeah. Another result should do them. The winners of this game, I think, will be safe as well because all, all they need is maybe another point or three points after that. Been a tough tough time for Charleville. Adrian, you're, you're dead right. Haven't won in three games. Lost the ballot 2-0. Obviously, got a bit of a pasting in the second half of, of Pike um, to lose 4-5-0, or five, five I think, wasn't it? Mm. And then losing 3-0 again on Sunday. So, they'll have their work cut out to get a result out here. Kuna lost their last league game as well. Didn't didn't score and and generally don't score a lot of goals, and you're kind of looking at this game saying it has all the makings of a nil all draw, Adrian, aren't you? Given what's gone on the last few weeks, but whoever win this game will be in pole position to be safe. So it'll be it'll be a vital game, won't it? And uh, I'm sitting on the fence with a draw, obviously. But whoever whoever can grab the three points, if someone's brave enough to go out and grab the three points. They'll be well on the way to safety in the in the division, won't they? Yeah, absolutely. It is a huge game. It, it can't be underestimated, that's for sure. With the small matter of the, the loss in cup to overview now, the quarterfinals Aiden, of the loss in cup. There's three Premier A sides and one one A side taking on Premier Division opposition. You've Kilmallock at home against Regional United. Kilmallock are mid-table in Premier A. Knockaney having a, an absolutely monumental ask for them really to play a Fairview Rangers at home. Uh, in in their quarterfinal slash a uh, great achievement actually for a third tier side to get to that stage of the competition. Munger Regional taking on Gerald Lines. That looks like it may be a close game considering the form of the two sides. Um, although Munger have won two or three games since coming back for Christmas. And then you have Newport taking on Pike Grovers. Um, Pike had a convincing win against Newport earlier on in the season uh, actually as well. So, you know, you'd be expecting Aidan the four Premier sides to go through in this uh, uh competition um which would make for exciting semi-finals but you know obviously you're just in one way you'd be hoping for at least a, a close game in every game you would yeah obviously the game that stands out is Munger and Geraldine's really I watched mm. Geraldine's uh, last Sunday for obvious reasons I was done watching the, the match against um, Art Lunkard and played some lovely football at times and some very good performers Adam Dorr Really played some brilliant stuff. Lovely wing play. Jack McGarry centre half. I thought he was he was excellent for Geraldines. Um, keeper very solid for them. So they they will give Munger a match for sure. Munger going into the game on on the, on the back of a very good uh, a very good league victory recently. So that that seems to be the standout game to me, Adrian. You'd expect the other sides to come through, wouldn't you? 
Absolutely, yeah, you cer- certainly would, uh, Aidan. I suppose, you know, Kilmallock by their own standards, Aidan, Premier A, so they haven't had a good season in Premier A by their own standards. I think they're 11 points uh, off, the, off the top. Um, normally are perennially strong uh, in, in Premier A, but maybe it hasn't worked out that way uh, for obvious reasons. But they'll be seeing this as a, a huge opportunity uh, against regional. Maybe looking at regional saying they might be taking right off the ball with Munster Junior and, and League uh, to, to contend with. Yep, it's, it's a possibility. But, the, the, you know, the one thing about command, like a bit like Charles of Leighton, play lovely football. You know, mm-hmm. have always played lovely football, lovely ground football, like to play out from the back. Don't really mix their game too much. And, uh, you know, I, I think regional will have too much for them. Their regional are so physically strong. And I, I obviously I feel Sean Russell will use this as a as a, as a, a runner for a couple of players as well. But they have a decent squad and should be should be strong enough to get over this. Um, bit the same as Newport, I think. They're a bit like Kamalik. I think they, they'll just concede too many goals. You look at Newport last week, conceding three goals to Herberstown. So um I, I'd expect Poy to get through that game comfortably enough as well. Well, everyone heard it here first. I was trying to provide glimmers of hope for the, the lower league sides, <laughs> but Ed and Ryan has just crushed any chance of that hope building. Um, but obviously it'll be a very interesting weekend. As I said, we wish the Limerick side Valenanti the best of luck in the quarterfinal of the FAI and we hope to be flying the Limerick flag in the semi-final of the competition. We'll have plenty to discuss again next week on the Limerick Junior Soccer uh, focus. Um, plenty to discuss uh, for next week, obviously, as well. So my thanks once again to Ed and Ryan for joining us and we hope you can join us next week for what will be another packed show.